Hello, Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw. I'm known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the successalchemist.net, the webalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com, and on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, on Twitter, at Coach Jan Shaw. Today is Christmas Day, the 25th of December, 2021. And boy, how did we get here? <laughs> well, I'm doing a, a little different show this week because being Christmas Day, I thought it would be really good to share some messages of hope and positivity. And that's the title of the show, Messages of Hope and Pos Positivity. And what I've done is I've requested some messages from my contacts and friends and they have responded, several of them. And I've also collected some Facebook posts and a couple of articles that are very interesting in terms of, you know, what A, what we've been living through and also where we might go in 2022. So I hope you'll enjoy it and I hope you're enjoying some festive cheer. And uh, I'm going to start with the uh, friends uh, messages. Some of them are quite short. Um, the first is from Denise Davis. She's a very lovely lady in the UK who actually um, came to the Festival of Enlightenment that I organised in 2011 and we've stayed in touch ever since. Denise says, I want to remind everyone we are all connected. So send love to your fellow human. Hold a vision of the world you'd like to live in and focus on that daily. Remember to release your fears and trust. And um, my dear friend Joni sent a message as well. My message of hope and knowing is that President Donald Trump is returning. As a matter of fact, he never left. And along with that, I'll add that the restored republic will be announced very soon. NASARA, National Economic Security and Reformation Act, and Jasara, which is the global version. Very exciting times are coming. As President Trump said, it's going to be a very good Christmas. So thank you for that, Joni. Nice and uplifting on a political level. And very interestingly, um, another friend that I met um, at the time of the festival actually sent me a message and said um, something along the lines of... Um, Joni's message was very political and she didn't think that that was appropriate for messages of hope and positivity. Um, I didn't agree with that because, let's face it, the spiritual battle is going on in the political field. And interestingly, my favourite astronomer put out a very, very timely post on the very subject that I want to share with you. And his name is Sal, and his astrologer Salvador Russo, otherwise known as Sal. And it's starseedastrology.com. And I've shared some of his work with you before, including the one that was his um, astronomical reading of Q, which was very interesting. He's actually taken that post down um, simply because... Uh, he was uh, concerned about censorship, you know, Q being one of the Q words <laughs> that triggers these algorithms. So, uh, but it is included on one of my previous shows. I actually read that article, which was very interesting, on the 30th of May last year, I think it was. So if you're interested in reading that, I think you should be able to find that in the archives. Okay, so <clears throat> this says, to truly master life, one must master the 12 houses of their birth chart. One of these 12 houses is the ninth house, the house of politics, the classical house of Sagittarius, which I happen to be. To the people who want to disconnect politics from astrology, I say this, by doing so, you greatly increase the likelihood of error, blockage and crisis in your ninth house to extents that can easily bleed over into the affairs and fortunes of your other houses in very detrimental ways. 
Ironically, the ninth house also governs wisdom, enlightenment, and the learning of astrology. So if you love astrology but hate astrological perspective of politics, you are actually severing a critical connection that has existed by God since the beginning of the zodiac. If two things belong to the same house, it is quite natural that they interrelate. This is fundamental to the workings of the zodiac houses. Can you imagine having a surgery without anaesthesia? Both of these things are governed by Scorpio and most people like them together. As God designed, astrology is the territory of high wisdom and ignoring houses or connections that you don't like isn't a winning strategy. You will eventually hit a metaphorical landmine in the house where you are ignoring higher truths and connections. And with the last eclipse being in Sagittarius, this is not a time to ignore higher truths and connections. If you leave this page because of our political astrology coverage, we feel bad for you because you are turning away from something very important that the enemies of humanity hope you never realise. Political elites have used astrology for centuries. How they must laugh at people who scorn the very thing that they have used so advantageously. Spiritual warfare is totally unrestricted. It affects every aspect of modern life. The political arena determines who wields supreme power, so it is absolutely ludicrous to think that satanic enemies will somehow ignore politics and the power that comes through it. We believe that when enough of society is wise to, to politics and engaged politically, massive victories of light will happen and will hold for generations to come. Prepping hard for the eternal connection between astrology and politics. I'm not sure if that is the right word, prepping or repping, but whatever. So um, that was a very interesting take on the pol political side because there are a lot of spiritual people who, you know, say, well, politics isn't spiritual. You know, if we're here on this earth, everything is spiritual. There's, there's no way of separating the two things. So, and I know listeners to my show, you know, particularly being focused on politics and listeners who are very spiritual in nature, obviously, you know that this is the battlefield that we're um, at war on. And I really thank you for listening all the time. So, OK, well, I'm going to carry on. And the next one is from Yasmin, who is on the Say What show the third Saturday of every month. And um, this was written by her on the 21st of December. As I sit here on the winter solstice evening, contemplating what uplifting message for Christmas I want to share with the Cosmic Reality family, one word comes to mind, gratitude. In these past two years, I have been witness to something generations before me could never could have possibly imagined. We have been in a horrendous war, but it has been a relatively safe war for those who followed their inner guidance and refused to be sucked into fear. Through the turmoil, I have been pushed, pulled and stretched far beyond the point I thought myself capable of and have emerged out of the alchemical process, a version of myself I am incredibly proud of. My love of self has increased and I realise I have an important mission in what is taking place. In fact, everyone listening to this message does as well. Whatever your small or not so small role is, embrace it and love it. As you do, you will find an inner peace and unshakable strength emerge within you. Others on the path to awakening will notice this in you and be naturally drawn to the energy you emit. And that, my friends, is how it is done and how we win this once and for all. We give a lending hand to those around us that we want to hop on board and grow in numbers. We've got this. I felt the tides turning for over a month now and it is because of that I stand in a profound level of gratitude. To be reborn into an awakened individual capable of moulding and weaving the cosmic web of reality is probably the greatest Christmas gift we could ever receive. 
it's time to own it and see where the adventure takes us. So thank you for that, Yasmin. And by the way, I am pre-recording this and I now have a rainstorm, <laughs> which because I'm in a kind of a tin box in my RV, uh, it's likely to cause a little bit of background noise. I apologize for that, but the show must go on, as they say. Okay, and this is a, a Facebook friend, Randall Smith. He wrote a lovely poem. A smile is infectious, laughter contagious. Look around us, this is outrageous. I open my heart and send it to you. It'll give you strength and comfort too. Souls will dance in the light of love. It is within, from above. I raise my hands to the directions and below. Honouring the divinity in you makes our hearts grow. It is with this I send you light. Within the darkest of days, our souls shine bright. We are a lighthouse for those to see. I open my heart and let it be. From within to within, I love you. I mean, that's a lovely poem. So thank you, Randall. And then um, I've got another one from Jim, which is another friend on Facebook. For to be happy at Christmas or any time is very easy. When you love all creation and love your family, it is happiness. When you care about everyone, it makes you happy. If the laws in this universe are followed, you will be in balance and happy. There are natural, universal, spiritual, mental, moral and physical laws to obey. There are no laws that conflict with the overall picture. So if you are honest, kind, caring and do the best you can in all ways, you will have a happy Christmas and a happy New Year. So thank you, Jim. That's a lovely message as well. And now I'd like to share an audio recording that our beloved producer and uh, owner, founder of Cosmic Reality Radio, Nancy Hopkins, is going to share with us. And it's called The Many Faces of Santa. The Many Faces of Santa by Nancy L. Hopkins. Many years back in the mid-1980s, I had the opportunity to spend three Christmas seasons taking pictures of Santa Claus. It was a typical mall setting with a man dressed in a Santa suit, putting children on his lap, having pictures taken, lines of parents and children, crying colds and sickness. It can be quite an experience. The first two years were spent at a rather upscale mall surrounded by a predominantly elderly community with a large percentage of Jewish background. Our lines were never unduly long. The first year we had a professional Santa in that he maintained a real beard, had been Santa for many seasons, and came with a Mrs. Santa, his real wife. One morning a very pregnant woman came over and said, would it be all right for me to have a picture with Santa? It is my child's first Christmas. I never look at a pregnant woman at this time of the year without remember, remembering that glowing woman sitting on Santa and the child who would one day see the picture. One middle-aged man was pushing his father in a wheelchair when he stopped. The man came over and in a quiet voice said, Can I get a Santa? Can I get Santa to take a picture with my dad? It's probably his last Christmas. Really? I said. You think this is his last Christmas? Behind the man I could see his dad moving away, pushing the wheelchairs. The wheelchair wheels with such strength that the sun was going to have to run to catch up. I think you might want to ask your dad if he wants a picture with Santa, said I, while nodding in the direction of the traveling wheelchair and the father figure. The last I saw of those two men was the sun running down the mall. The second year, the pro-Santa did not work at our mall. We had a problem getting enough Santas to fill the shifts. One guy was about four feet tall and round as can be, small Santa, but the children did not seem to mind. And another was a young, very young man who wore pink sneakers instead of the black boots. The kids thought he was great. This sneakered Santa had a way with children. There's a certain age when Santa fills a child with pure terror. This terror response is typically seen in children between two to four years old. The brain projects an image of what is safe and Santa does not fill the picture. 
There is no way to dispel the child's fear as it is rooted in the fight-or-flight protective responses in the brain. Many frustrated parents fight with terrified children for a terrible picture of Santa, and we were told not to interfere in this child abuse. The sneakered Santa was my salvation. Maybe it was the pink sneakers. More likely, it was this cheerful, friendly voice behind the beard and the young man's wonderfully kind eyes that quieted the children. That year, the lines were much longer. Many were parents with children who had failed the Santa photo sessions at other malls. The word was out. There was a Santa who would get any kid on his lap without tears. The third year, I went to a less expensive mall. The new manager was a young lady who had problems finding Santas. Still short one, Santa, she settled on a very large man who also appeared to be mentally slow. When he showed up with his sister that first morning, I thought the Santa suit would be challenged. This guy was wearing a baseball cap, was in his 30s, spoke in a very simple English, and just did not seem to be all there. He followed me back into the area of the mall and the room where we had the Santa costumes. He had put on his, the pants, the padding, the jacket. He was still just a man in red. He bent over and pulled up the fake black boot top that would sit upon his shoes, making it look like he was wearing boots. First the right foot, then the left foot became booted. When he looked up from his feet and turned to look at me, the eye something had changed. There was a twinkle in his eyes. I was excited. The suit was beginning to work. Santa would soon be here. While he continued sitting, I outfitted him first with a beard and then the wig. I capped him off with a hat and asked him to stand so I could finish off with a big black belt. During all this, he had sat silent. With the belt on, I took his hand and brought him over to a full-length mirror. The man gasped, exclaiming as he viewed his own image. Santa! Indeed it was. That year, I came to believe that the real Santa Claus would take over this man's body every time the suit was put on. Yes, I, it sounds crazy, but I tell you, I saw it every single day. In the thousands of photographs I took with this man, not one was bad. Not one child ever went away crying. Not one parent rejected a photograph, disappointed at the photograph with the real Santa. One day, a young black boy was in a terrified state, and even the real Santa looked like he was going to fail. All of a sudden, this white teenaged boy came over to Santa, picked up the black boy, saying, Now Santa Claus is not going to hurt you. All they want to do is get a picture with you and Santa. Well, he backed up and slowly sat down on Santa's lap. It's all right. Just look at the camera and smile. I took the picture. It was a great picture of all three, but I did not know how the parents felt. Oh, fantastic, they said. Oh, do you know the young man, thinking he was a neighbor friend or something? No, we never saw him before. I looked over to Santa and he winked. I had to wonder if an elf had just visited. The most memorable event was the day the Down Syndrome child came up to Santa. I looked at Santa, who was talking to the young man. I watched as the boy's face began to smile and then to beam. I knew he could see the truth behind the phony beard. Santa was really there. When the mother saw the picture, she began to cry. I looked at the photograph of Santa with a normal-looking child sitting on his lap. What's wrong, I asked. She looked up from the picture and said, This is the first picture I have of my son, where he looks normal, where he looks like I see him. Thank you so very much. I choked back my own tears, looked at Santa, and said, Thanks, Santa. Thank you so much for that, Nancy. It's a lovely story, and it reminds me of one of my favourite movies, actually, talking about the real Santa, uh, which, of course, is Miracle on 34th Street. And I have the original version and the later version um, with Richard Attenborough. So I really like that movie. So let us move on. And there's a couple of messages I want to share from a friend on Facebook. He didn't send these to me, but I spotted them in my newsfeed and thought that they were worth sharing with you. And the first one actually is on a theme that I'm going to follow up with, um, with 
a couple of reports from Starfire Tor, who I've met, I've mentioned on the show multiple times because she she works on um, the Core cool Matrix, and I will read the latest. Uh, well, not absolutely last updates, but these were um, about a week or so ago, and I'm going to share those with you. But the reason that I wanted to mention that now is that. Um, this person is his name is Rick Dewars, and he mentioned something very similar to what Starfire Tour is reporting on. So this was the 14th of December, which happened to be around the same time that Starfire Tour first posted about what she calls a miracle. So Rick says approximately 11 hours ago, everyone entered into an entanglement timeline where events and experiences with your day may not feel like it is in flow. This is normal today. A new higher timeline segment has just been entered, which evolves alignment and acclimatization. And I think that should read involves, not evolves. Involves alignment and acclimatization to the energetics of this higher vibratory timeline for every soul and is another precedent of a rapid implosion stage of the old paradigm. So simply, you are being adjusted to this new timeline and navigating to a line with flow that surely comes for all in about 44 hours. The lethargy is part of the process and there is nothing medically wrong with you. It is suggested and also encouraged to rest as much as possible for your absence on the lower timeline allows for the implosion of the old to quicken. A period of density is being applied which will be followed by extreme light infusion to the planet for an indefinite short period. Know the big picture, the divine plan and the dominance it contains through the ascension. Love and light, Rick. And then yesterday, the 24th, he wrote, the ascension is ascertained. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but anyway. The great awakening is unstoppable and more are awakening every moment. The dark has no power, for if they did, they would not have gotten this far and found so much truth. Keep going, it's almost over. Once enough people have risen, the military and police will take direct orders from the people to fully subdue any dark individuals that may remain at the time of the full transition of power and infrastructure ownership into the people's hands. There are two off-world sources assisting with this transition, the benevolent galactics and angelic realm. These two forces are invincible and on your side. It is no contest, and the dark has lost ten linear years ago. Keep going forward. It is best to choose the winner side and remain aligned with it through divine virtue rather than go down with the ship of darkness that implodes to obliteration. Love and light, Rick. So, very positive message about what is coming. And, uh, you know, as I said earlier, this is happening very much in the political arena and we shouldn't try and avoid politics thinking it's not spiritual, as I said earlier. So I'm going to move on now to Starfire Tours reports. And these are quite long, actually. And I have several to read. I'm going to just pick out the key points in some cases. But the very first one that she posted was on the 14th of December. And it starts, a core matrix miracle has happened. In a flash, the earth has moved deeper into the proper dominant coexisting timeline. What happened so moved me with awe and hope that it caused me to sob with great joy. That just isn't something that I do, but I was so overwhelmed with what happened and is still happening that this was how my soul reacted. I will tell you more about this in my next Core Matrix report. I'm posting this as a way to mark what happened only hours ago. Even then, I will only be able to give you some of what I know, although I have documented it for the ages. For now, the information is just too powerful to share in its entirety. 
but I will when I know the time is right. What happened is global, but not in any way that you will ever guess. As I write this, the timeline edit corrections are spreading around the globe as the core matrix backfills the edits for the future of us all. And just to give some background to this, um, her research is, is based on the core matrix involving um, sun activity in terms of um, affecting the different timelines that we're on. And I'm not going to go into a great deal about that, but I will share a link to her explanation of the core matrix and the work that she does, um, which will be included in the archive version and the podcast version. So she goes on and actually publishes on the 17th, I think it was, but basically says, starts out with, today is December 16th, 2021. Beginning December 13th, 2021, Pacific Standard Time, an earth-changing Core Matrix created timeline edit miracle happened. I reported that this had happened in a brief online message shortly thereafter. This miracle event was so profound and earth-changing that the realisation of it caused me to uncontrollably sob with tears of joy. The last time that I sobbed was a decade ago when someone that I loved died. Those were sobs of loss and anguish. But these new sobs were of pure joy. They were cathartic, related to the state of the planet and the efforts to save it. I put quotes around the word miracle because when it comes to how the core matrix works, this is an understood cosmic science. Our being in the wrong dominant co-existing timeline is also a cosmic science. I've been teaching this for a very long time, but when it comes right down to it, this piece of sob-worthy core matrix timeline editing comes off looking exactly like a miracle. The event is timely, much needed, way beyond what humans can do on their own and is intended to save this planet. What the core matrix did was to edit back in a very important part of our lost proper dominant coexisting timeline. This is the proper unadulterated dominant timeline that we existed in before the infestation of the dark matter aberration DNA the source of all evil in the universe. This DMA infestation has been on the planet for thousands of years. It is because of this DMA infestation and its minions and bog, in other words, the swamp, that we ended up in the wrong dominant coexisting timeline. Every major problem in the world today can be traced back to this DMA infestation. Here is how I experienced this core matrix miracle. Many months ago, as part of a project that I'm doing with Pigtail Girl, spelt G-U-R-L, she is my partner on the Time Chronicles podcast and more. There was a very particular piece of music that I wanted to incorporate in one of our biggest projects, dealing with saving the planet. The only problem was, this tune only existed in my memory and singing repertoire. I had searched for years for this tune, but my exhaustive efforts showed that this tune could not publicly be found in either old or new music anywhere in the world. I knew what this tune was. It was connected to Earth's lost ancient protective force field. The, this Earth shield went down thousands of years ago due to an ancient ET conflict over keeping the DMA out. Earth's protective force field was designed to do exactly that. But when it went down, there was very little to stop the DMA Earth infestation. About six weeks ago, the Lost Protective Force Field rebuild was completed by a team consisting of the Core Matrix and humans. The moment that this shield became activated, DMA Bog began to be removed from the planet. The DMA Bog cleanup was obvious but also frustratingly slow from a human perspective. Months ago, in order to preserve the ancient tune that I knew, I recorded the tune for Pigtail Girl. This was an international effort as we live in different countries and time zones. 
I explained the significance of the music to her, which she understood right away. Knowing that she had the tune preserved beyond myself was important. This takes me to the night of December 13th, 2021, Pacific Standard Time. It was a little after 7pm. I had been working hard on my research and projects as I usually do and wanted to take a bit of rest before I dove into my next work session. I lay down in bed and drifted off to sleep. I woke up from a dream I can't remember except that I was compelled to turn on the TV to see what was going on in the world. Using my TV remote in the dark while still in bed, I punched in the wrong info. On came a channel that I had not intended. It was obviously some sort of concert and a man I did not recognise was showing a symbol of his country of origin. Within seconds he began to sing a song. Without even thinking I began to hum out the song with him. It was automatic. Then I stopped. I leapt out of bed. That song was my lost, nowhere to be found tune. The song segment only lasted possibly two minutes or so. Because of when I tuned in, which was after the intro, there were no other clues for me on who this singer was or what the tune was named. I immediately knew what had happened. I knew that through one or more Core Matrix timeline edits, this Earth-critical tune was back. But to what degree, I was to find out a short while later. After the song segment ended, I went online and began my detective work to locate that singer and that song. It only took me about 20 minutes to do just that. Besides the tune itself, my big clues were the TV concert and the country symbol that the man flashed. Since the TV concert was a premier broadcast event, although I was able to pull it up, it did not have the detailed song and performer info that I needed. So I focused on the country, whose symbol he flashed. This is what broke the investigation wide open. Within a few minutes, I found the symbol. Then through that, the tune online. The music was everywhere around the world. It was a very old tune of unknown origin, that someone had put words to back in the early 1800s. It was way older than 221 years. This song was now performed in many languages, was recorded in many concerts and on many albums, and it even made it into the movies, all in the blink of an eye, as the core matrix is wont to do when timeline editing. This is what happens when the core matrix interweaves, backfills and stabilises its dedicated timeline edits into the dominant coexisting timeline, whether the proper dominant timeline or the wrong dominant timeline. If you read my Schumann Resonance chart notations, you'll see me add this information to each and every one. This lost tune, meaning it was removed from our proper dominant coexisting timeline, was suddenly returned to our existence on a global level. Suddenly, it was part of the music fabric of the planet. More importantly, this could only have happened if this returned proper dominant coexisting timeline music element had displaced enough DMA bog to make it possible. This meant that a large chunk of the DMA caused wrong dominant coexisting timeline had been permanently removed. This meant that a large chunk of the DMA-caused wrong-dominant coexisting timeline had been permanently removed and replaced by this large worldwide chunk of proper dominant coexisting timeline. I searched online for an arrangement of the now-returned music element that matched the arrangement that was in my memory. The one that I had recorded for Pigtail Girl months before when the ancient tune was nowhere to be publicly found on the planet. I knew right away that the arrangement could not include any lyrics. They did not belong and were a distraction from the tune's true power and intent as part of the Earth's protective force field. And then I found it, an orchestrated arrangement that was so close to the ancient musical notes that I remembered and recorded that hearing it is what caused me to be begin sobbing for joy. In the half hour prior to that, I had listened to scores of other versions of the songs. I had rejected them as not quite right. The wrong arrangement meant that the version had no ancient power to it. 
that this one proper version had me sobbing. I knew beyond a doubt that the planet was on the way to being saved. The powerful and protective music of the spheres was back and doing what it was designed to do, protect this planet from the DMA. Still sobbing, I contacted two people. Of them, Pigtail Girl happened to be awake and online. We chatted for quite a bit while I shared the breakthrough info that I had. She, above anyone else, knew the significance of my find, because she was the one who recorded my singing of the music, the ancient music of the spheres. She knew, besides myself, that this bit of music did not exist anywhere in the world save for what I recorded with her. Pigtail Girl helped me to do further research right then and there, which revealed just how worldwide this song now was. Earlier in the evening, this song did not publicly exist anywhere except with me and then her. Now, not only is it global and backfilled into the dominant timeline, it is literally functioning as the ancient power that it was intended to be in the first place. This is why the Core Matrix edited this music back into the dominant timeline. This ancient music element timeline edit return would not have been possible if not for the successful rebuild of Earth's ancient lost protective force field. This is what gave the Core Matrix the ability to put the musical element back where it belongs. Once returned, this music element is now aligned with the rebuilt force field to deter and clean out the problematic DMA infestation and bog. This also means something else, something that gives even more hope to the situation. I wondered where the core matrix had gotten the elements to rebuild Earth's ancient lost protective force field. I knew how the human team participated, but what about the core matrix that carried the brunt of the rebuild? Did it do so from scratch? Or did the elements come from the proper dominant coexisting timeline stream, which the core matrix would have had access to? Knowing this was very important to our being able to return to our proper dominant coexisting timeline. What happened, starting on December 13, 2021, told me what I needed to know. The Core Matrix did the shield rebuild from scratch. This means that it put what was needed together from elements found in the wrong dominant coexisting timeline. Seriously, if it could have done that all along, it would have. It would have gotten us out of the wrong dominant coexisting timeline almost as soon as the DMA problems began thousands of years ago. Once Earth's anti-DMA shield was rebuilt and operational, this somehow gave the core matrix a pathway to swapping out elements from the wrong dominant coexisting timeline with elements from the proper dominant coexisting timeline. Human activity was also a consideration, as can be seen by the proliferation of the song worldwide. It's quite embraced and performed worldwide. You will also notice that the core matrix has been working with both time shift, timeline edit and a timeline reboot to get this monumental job done. Before this core matrix miracle, the sun's earth facing side was nearly blank with only one small idle sunspot. Since this miracle, there are now seven earth facing sunspots between them since the event. These sunspots have had 34 eruptions. The last one, as of this report, was an M1.2 magnitude. All of the others were in the C-flare range. This is important to know because the core matrix uses solar eruptions to create timeline edits. You should also look at the Schumann resonance chart attached to this report. It has recorded a core matrix timeline reboot as well as those rare rainbow-coloured laser-focused dedicated timeline edits. That December 15, 2021 timeline reboot is further solidifying that it has successfully removed a chunk of the wrong dominant coexisting timeline and replaced it with part of our proper dominant coexisting timeline. Now take a look at the December 13, 2021 7.3 near Indonesia earthquake that happened in relationship to the core matrix miracle. 
I've attached some evidence showing you that this quake's name and date changed. This told me that this entire miracle event began with a major time shift event. Many time shifts are solar event caused as these solar events cause a change in Earth's space-time continuum. This is called frame dragging. The core matrix can use time shifts to create timeline edits. These are the most powerful and lasting kind. There you have it. We are no longer in a totally wrong, dominant, coexisting timeline world. The journey back to our proper timeline existence is well underway. This does not matter that we are home free. There is still a lot that will happen, but it will happen and is happening. The DMA influence minions will do everything possible to hold on to the wrong dominant coexisting timeline elements that they have helped bring into the wrong dominant coexisting timeline. They are sly tricksters who, through many generations of them, have brought this planet to unsustainability. Behind them are the dark sorcerers that they look to for their power to keep the earth in thrall. You must also understand that much of the proper dominant coexisting timeline can never be returned to us. In thousands of years of DMA damage, we will have to work to rebuild a strong unified earth. But with the DMA bog being cleaned up, and the music of the spheres back and supporting the rebuilt force field, we can do this if we choose to. I know that the will is there. Such is the rise of the roar. Never get up, give up, never give in. Be earth strong, be the rise of the roar. She posts another update on the 17th, and this has got quite a lot of duplication uh, from the other, the previous one that I've just read to you. So I'm just going to pick out some additional um, detail that she shared. Now that this planet has regained some of its original proper dominant coexisting timeline, DMA bog is getting cleaned out more than ever. Bog is what I call that unwanted and dangerous junk that makes its way onto your computer hard drive. From there, it messes with your comp in the worst of ways, computer. It can mess with your files, steal your files, or even destroy your life's work. Bog is bad. DMA bog works in similar ways, except when it comes to the DMA, its bog infests the entire planet. This includes vampiring the planet's life force, which of course includes human as the prime course on the DMA feeding menu. DMA infestation and bog happens when the DMA burrows into every nook and cranny of the Earth. On its own, the DMA is a problem. The planet-altering problems begin when the DMA finds the weakest of humans and turns them into DMA-influenced minions. By weak, I mean weak of soul. What soul these weakling humans do have is fed on by the DMA first. Because of this, DMA-influenced minions have no souls. They do the bidding of the DMA, whose primary need is to feed on the energy of whatever planet or habitat it is infesting. To meet DMA feeding demands, DMA-influenced minions had to manufacture the type of energy that the DMA craves. The DMA does not feed on love or care or unity. It feeds on the worst of human actions and emotions. This is why the world is the way it is today. It's all about seeding and harvesting the energy foods that the DMA demands. DMA-influenced minions will do anything to serve the DMA because the DMA rewards its minions with the physical things that they crave. Even though DMA-influenced minions serve the DMA first and foremost, in their way of thinking, it's all about service to self. Earth's ancient and lost protective force was finally rebuilt and activated a little over six weeks ago. Immediately, the DMA was no longer able to receive any off-world DMA energy as a planetary refresher. Bringing in new DMA energy is the way that the DMA keeps its grip on its minions and the planet. This includes the DMA dark sorcerers that help to control the DMA-influenced minions. 
These DMA minions don't actually grasp that the DMA exists. They are clueless. They just know that they are submitting to and worshipping something dark and powerful. Then on December 13, 2021, the Core Matrix miracle happens. The music of the spheres is successfully edited back onto the planet on a worldwide scale. It's glorious. This particular music was an integral part of Earth's original lost shield. It represented a missing part of Earth's working frequencies. The return of this music also heralded the return of part of Earth's proper dominant coexisting timeline. This meant that a chunk of the wrong dominant coexisting timeline was edited out. It will not return. In great part, that is why you are seeing a sudden collapse of so many DMA influence minion schemes. These schemes, which began thousands of years ago, are the direct cause of our being flipped into the wrong dominant coexisting timeline. Their earth thrall activities, which make up a significant part of DMA bog, is shattering in plain sight. So I'm going to leave that there. She ends this post again with Be Earth Strong, Be the Rise of the Raw. And uh, we've seen a lot of memes with uh, lions in there, you know. So that's very encouraging. And I'm really happy that we're seeing things happen. And, um, you know, Christmas gift really, isn't it? So earlier today... Um, a newsletter from James Gilliland popped into my inbox. I've shared some of his uh, newsletters before. He is from a SETI, Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrial Intelligence, which is actually a ranch he has where he communicates with ETs. And the title of this newsletter is State of Terror Address, as in Earth, Christmas and New Year's Newsletter by James Gilliland. While in meditation and doing clearings, Babaji came to me with an obvious but profound message. God is love. He then said, it does not matter what you name it, what image you project on it, the real God is love. He said, between the 21st and January 7th, there will be a great outpouring of love. Love is the manifesting force behind creation. Those who create from fear will experience the manifestation of those fears yet it will be amplified and accelerated. Those coming from love in service to others will receive a profound blessing. Those coming from fear in self-service that seek power over others will create some profound lessons. The energy coming in will amplify and accelerate everything, including karma. It will uncover what is hidden. The masks will come down and you will see people and their actions for what they are, not what they mislead and portray them to be. This is already well underway, yet there will be waves of energy exponentially getting stronger in the days to come. Some waves are timed with other natural and religious events where people's hearts are more open and receptive. Between the 21st and the 7th is one of these times. Today we live in a world of opposites. Science has become political, profit-driven. The mainstream and social media, rather than inform people, disinform people. Rather than provide a platform for free speech and communication, they have become censors of opinions that do not align with their agendas or the goals of their corporate sponsors, the global elite and the CCP. The alphabet agencies and justice departments are the best money can buy. Just us systems. Most are politically driven, straying away from the law, especially the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. The majority of health agencies, hospitals and doctors use junk science or profit-driven science betraying their Hippocratic oath and have instead made an oath to Big Pharma. The global elite, CCP and Big Pharma, the vaccine companies, are running the show with disastrous results. The censored and suppressed crippling and deadly side effects are a testimony to this. According to VAERS, which records less than 10% of the adverse side effects to the vaccines, vaccine injuries and deaths are exponentially increasing in unimaginable, unimaginable numbers. Stillbirths have increased over 300%, and 173% more children have died from the vaccines than COVID. 
up to 90% of the people checking into the hospitals with COVID or variants are vaccinated. This is a total fail when it comes to healthcare agencies and systems. The vaccine companies were given immunity as long as there is not willful misconduct. It has now gone beyond willful misconduct, fraud, and in many cases, premeditated murder. The vaccine companies knew, according to their previous communications, of the crippling and deadly side effects. This means that their immunity is null and void. So where is the justice system? Why aren't the heavily invested politicians in the vaccine companies speaking out? The Defence Department has always been the offence department, the brute squad for the global elite. Religions have failed to bring universal peace, a personal God connection, and judging by the homeless and sick have become misdirected. Satanic Luciferian influences, pedophilia, including child sacrifice, has infiltrated the tops of almost all institutions. It has become epidemic in the political, music, movie and news networks. It is not a matter of who, now it is a matter of who is not. Then there is the educational system that teaches gender confusion, racism, socialism, communism and are paid enforcers of the lockdowns, mask and vaccine mandates. Is this a conflict of interest? Collusion? Is this why parents, trusted guardians of the children are speaking out? Is this why they ignore real science? Lockdowns destroyed the economy and small businesses by design. If you put on five masks and blow through them, you will fog up a glass. Go out on a brisk cold morning and watch the steam rise through the mask and spread rapidly. A cough and sneeze goes 30 feet. They demand you social distance at the airport, then jam you inches away in a plane. The virus is 0.125 microns. The mask blocks down to 30 microns. It is like thinking a chain-link fence will stop a fart. It even says on the box, does not protect against COVID. Major university studies have proven the lack of oxygen creates brain and organ failure. The re-inhalation of bacteria, virus and other toxins create create bacterial pneumonia. Psychologists are saying the masks are traumatising the children, inhibiting their social development. Top virologists are screaming to get rid of the masks. They are killing you just as they did during the Spanish flu. More people died of bacterial pneumonia than the flu. Where is the logic? How did we become so critically thinking and research impaired? Who have we turned to for information upon which to make decisions concerning ours and our family's health and well-being? What is behind all this? Follow the money. Know the goals of the global elite and the CCP. Observe who is enforcing these agendas. There lies your answer. Before you lose all hope, there is a solution, and that solution is coming on high, activating people of impeccable integrity those in service to humanity and the earth in every walk of life. Not all within the political, religious, business, justice departments, educational, healthcare institutions have sold their souls. They are stepping forward and truth is flowing through them like a river. This includes some within mainstream and social media. They are the ones shadow banned in fast book jail and the ones who found other platforms to speak their truth. I might add, freedom of speech is what America is all about. If you disagree, operate in another country. The conspiracy is a fact, not a theory, and conspiracies are replete through all walks of life. It only takes two to create a conspiracy, and if you think, if you think there are not two people out there that have conspired against the people, well, as they say in Texas, God bless you. The people are rising. The prophecy that all the iniquities will be shouted from the rooftops and no rock shall be left unturned, is rapidly being fulfilled. The days of tyranny, unbridled greed and lust for power are coming to a close. The enslavement of humanity through manufactured lack and planned obsolescence, ill-gained profit at the expense of humanity in the earth, is also coming to a close. This includes the hijacking of environmental movements. All those who violate universal law will be held accountable. Neither they, their actions or their kingdoms will continue. They are not frequency specific with the planetary liberation. 
the awakening and healing of humanity and the earth, which is well underway. The chaos is the healing. Everything is surfacing, being made known. The masks and false appearances are coming down. Idols are falling. Leaders are falling. Icons are falling. Their empires are crumbling. It is unavoidable. If you want real science, our solar system is moving into a highly charged place in space. The Schumann resonance is off the scale. Incoming energy bursts from the sun and other systems are off the scale. The electromagnetic light spectrum has new bands and those who are sensitive feel there is a massive influx of higher consciousness and energy pressing in on the planet. Not everyone is going to finish this ride, especially the tyrants, who's l those who lust for power and wealth, those who have profited at the expense of humanity and the earth, and especially those who have harmed the children. This includes those who willingly and in ignorance do their bidding. The tyrants and the morally challenged are going to have to find a new planet because the earth is ascending beyond their ability to stay or return. Enjoy the light review. Some will experience it in the physical. It will be like the earth and all its inhabitants will go through a near-death experience once it hits critical mass. We will all experience this differently. Babaji once said, to some it will be like getting hit with a brick, to others like a feather. It is all about frequency. What determines your frequency? Your attitudes, emotions and beliefs in the world in which you live. Your frequency determines where you go when passing this plane. Love, joy, bliss, service to others are of the highest frequencies. Time for a lot of karma yoga. Dedication of energies and resources in service to the awakening and healing of humanity and the earth. It is time to make your own personal connection to God, creator, great spirit. Ours and the next generation's future depend on it. Make this your New Year's resolution. Nothing exists outside of the unified field. Everything is connected. What you do for or against life, you do to self and the whole. Evil persists when good men or women live in denial and do nothing. It is time for courage and impeccable integrity. Time to rise and find the lion within. Godspeed. So another very um, encouraging report from James Gilliland. I'm very much in alignment with the messages that uh, Starfire Tour and Rick Dewars shared with us. So before I finish, I'd just like to end with a blog post that I wrote several years ago, actually. And uh, it'll kind of close on a very positive note. I hope you'll agree. And this is entitled Experience the Spirit of Christmas Every Day. Whatever your religious or spiritual beliefs, it is worth reflecting on how we can embody the spirit of Christmas, loving and giving, every day of the year. And Norman Vincent Peale said, I truly believe that if we keep telling the Christmas story, singing the Christmas songs and living the Christmas spirit, we can bring joy and happiness and peace to this world. Calvin Coolidge said, Christmas is not a time nor a season, but a state of mind to cherish peace and goodwill to be plenteous in mercy is to have the real spirit of Christmas. And Hamilton Wright maybe said, Blessed is the season which engages the whole world in a conspiracy of love. Wouldn't you love to have the spirit of Christmas every day, full of love, joy, peace and abundance? Christmas is a, as a celebration of Christ consciousness is just that. Love, joy, peace and abundance for all. And it represents the state of being that is our ultimate goal and purpose here on earth. Experiencing the spirit of Christmas on only one day a year is like only being spiritual for a couple of hours on a Sunday morning. It is only when we bring spirit into our every moment that we, we become who we truly are and step into our creative power as spiritual beings. The spirit of Christmas is spirituality. It is the joy of giving to others, having fun and laughter, experiencing heartfelt gratitude, enjoying the abundance of the feast, being at peace with yourself and the world, connecting with friends and family, no matter how far away they might be, sending love to all inhabitants of our planet and to Mother Earth herself. By living the spirit of Christmas every day, we achieve energetic connection, oneness, with all that is, and collectively raise the vibrational frequency of the planet. 
By consciously living this way every day, we experience a delicious lightness of being for ourselves and we also play our part in bringing love, joy, peace and abundance to the whole planet. The spirit of Christmas is within us. Let it reign. And to finish, just a very short little poem by Norman Wesley Brooks titled Let Every Day Be Christmas. Christmas is forever, not for just one day, for loving, sharing, giving are not to put away. Like bells and lights and tinsel in some box upon a shelf, the good you do for others is good you do yourself. So I hope you've enjoyed this Christmas message sharing and um, you're having a wonderful day. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to, to listen to the show. And I hope you'll join me for another Cosmic Creating show next week. And to remind you, you can find me at the successalchemist.net, the webalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com. And as always, thank you to Nancy for producing. Stay well, be safe, and bye for now. You have been listening to the Cosmic Creating Radio Show with Jan Shaw, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper.